Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach, and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, we are discussing how to be an emotional badass through modern adolescence. This episode is sort of a love letter to all the parents out there who have written into me saying, oh, wow, I'm realizing I'm highly sensitive. I know that my child is. And uh oh, I think I may have screwed up my child. What I want you to know is that if you can acknowledge that and see that and see your child as highly sensitive and acknowledge wow, I didn't know everything. I haven't had it all figured out and I am figuring it out as I go. Anyone who has a parent that can acknowledge that, that's not screwing up. That's actually doing beautifully. What we need modeled so much in the world right now on, a, in, on an individual basis and in the world at large is the ability to sit down with each other, look each other in the face and say, wow, I've learned some new things and I'd like to do it differently now. Imagine if everybody in your life could do that. And I know it's not easy if you're facing that work. Those are not easy moments for me even now. It's the tough human stuff. So I'm so proud that the show is helping you connect that and I'm so proud of you and what you're offering your children. I hope you feel really proud of yourselves that you can acknowledge that and offer them the learning and the knowledge that they need to take better care of themselves as you figure that out too. Highly sensitive adolescents, y'all are deep, deep, deep feelers and thinkers. And what I, I want to lead with is, is a list of some tips of how to get through this time. And I'm going to start with this idea that a lot of American culture celebrates adolescence as the best time in life. And in all seriousness, that sentiment nearly killed me. And I have the suspicion that it is responsible for much depression, much suicidal ideation, and unfortunate action. I'm a deep believer that the hardest time in life is adolescence, particularly if you're highly sensitive. 
Understand that we live in a selfie social media culture now. That means what everyone is showing you is the highlight reel. And the truth is many of those people out there showing the highlight reel, they're not as deep as a highly sensitive person. So when you feel things deeply, you are feeling them in a deeper, more profound way just because it was how you were made, how you were built. And there's nothing wrong with other people being more on the surface. It's just not where you live. You don't have to try to be a surface person, even if most of what's modeled for you is at the surface. So if you're having a particularly hard time through adolescence, understand that this is the hardest time. But part of what makes it hard is that by 27, by 37, I'm going to be 39 this year. And I love getting older. Why? Because by 27, I knew that all the hard things in that 10-year period, it hadn't killed me. I had survived them. And by 37, I had another decade chunk of realizing, wait a minute, I can survive almost anything. At 17, we don't have that ability to know that whatever we're experiencing emotionally is figureoutable. We just don't have enough years, enough time on the planet to be able to believe in the truth of that. So it makes adolescence a very desperate time for deep feelers and deep thinkers. And I want you to know that that time passes. So let me give you some tips on how to weather this. This is by no means an exhaustive list. These are just some tips that I want to get out there into the world. And they're random. They're all over the place. So bear with me. This is how I think you can develop into the healthiest, highly sensitive person to, to be the adult that you envision for yourself, to lead the life that you want for yourself. Engage people who seem to have what you're interested in or what you want. Open up to the wisdom of the people around you who have what you want. And by have what you want, I don't mean cars and stuff. I mean centeredness a spirituality that is very different, value being engaged with people who have what you're looking for. Soak up that knowledge and let that be a more powerful form of real human-to-human knowledge than just Googling and searching for knowledge. Have a policy with yourself of no, what I call, black hole searching. And this may be the beginning of the idea of some boundaries work for yourself as a teenager or a young adult. That just because you can search and search and search and search doesn't mean it's wise for you to do so. So don't let yourself go down black holes, especially if they feel sucky and dark. This is boundary work. And yes, I would be okay with 17-year-olds in my boundaries course, highly sensitive 17-year-olds before I get emails. And number two, because it's really high up there, people don't like talking about it, but it is a quality of life issue and it is major. A week does not go by where I don't coach and counsel someone on this. Get your relationship with sexuality and porn clear with yourself. If you feel shameful, if you are using porn multiple times a day, day in, day out, know that doing so can ultimately make it to where you don't know how to connect with a real life person sexually. It is devastating when I see someone between 20 and 30 who is incapable of functioning for sex with a human because of porn addiction. 
And many, 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 many of those cases would not have developed into porn addiction had someone just told them at the right age, hey, you need to limit this. Just like candy, you can't eat three bags of candy and not get sick. You have to limit this. And if you don't have enough joy and stimulation in your life in other areas, it's really easy to kind of dive deeply into porn. Work to understand the family dynamics of your parents and their parents and commit to breaking the cycles of abuse, neglect, ignorance, poverty, addiction, maybe money over empathy in some families, to change the patterns of disconnection or workaholism or even cheating in families or um, having babies without resources. Understand your family dynamics and look at them full on in the face so that you can know exactly what cycles you're facing breaking. Because you can. It's figureoutable. It's doable. I want to tell you to go holistic as a rule and be very wary of big pharma. What has happened to these younger generations about being medicated psychiatrically in particular and when it comes to any kind of pain, emotional or physical? So open up to holistic things. Open up to things that work with the body instead of medicate. Everything has pros and cons, and a lot of medications that are pushed by big pharma are not fully studied. They certainly aren't studied when you're taking more than one pill either. So be wise. Go deep and practice coming up for air. Learn the balancing of healthy, caring for others without becoming codependent. If you're listening to this show and you're an adolescent or a young adult, you're probably a big, big feeler. Part of your task there is to allow other people to take care of you too and to make sure you're not developing an identity that your purpose in life is just to show up for other people. That's how we get resentful. It's how we get burnt out. You can grow into a person that is loved and cared for and considered for the essence of who you are, not just what you do and how you show up for other people. I tell a lot of sensitive people, we love to dive deeply, but we have to learn how to come up for air. If you're stuck and you don't know how to do that, ask somebody that you trust that has some wisdom. All right, let's keep going. Be brave and check in with your intuition. You know a lot. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Now that's different. Don't be cocky about it either. Know that you don't know some things. But the benefit of being young is having beginner's mind and a sense of wonder. That means you can see it without all the layers of years that older people have to have judgments about things. So allow that beautiful beginner's mind to process what it needs to process. Understand that hormones are insane. Hormones make us feel crazy, especially as highly sensitive people. So if you ride some pretty intense waves, if you're going through your first breakup from your first love, understand you might feel completely broken in half. Try to breathe and just move through that and know that it shifts and know that it's going to teach you and know that you care so much that it hurts when we break up. Don't tell yourself not to love so that you don't hurt. It's part of being human. When we try to numb out one part of ourselves, we don't have the power to just numb out one part. 
we tend to numb out other parts. If you try to to numb or, or numb out or limit how much you allow yourself to care for other people, you'll also limit accidentally as a sneaky little side effect, joy and laughter, fulfillment, care. Never, ever, ever allow suicidal thoughts to become a plan that takes action. If you were having some thoughts, know that that's pretty typical and normal. I would argue that no sensitive person in particular gets to the end of their life without wondering, is it all worth it? The wondering is okay at times. It's the actions that are dangerous. Reach out. It gets better. It really, really, really does. You just got to ride a wave. Oh, sweet millennials who are stuck and not launching, please, please, please move out of your parents' house, even if it's scary. Do not rob yourself of the growth work and the experience of your 20s due to fear. And a lot of it isn't fear like, oh, no, I won't be able to make my bills. A lot of it is I won't be able to vacation or sort of, we say, keep up with the Joneses. So I see a lot of millennials staying at home just so that they have money to blow in bars. Part of why I can do this is because I moved out at 17. It gave me life experience. There is nothing more valuable than life experience. Through life experience and through overcoming what's hard, what's scary, what's a challenge, that's how our self-esteem grows. And it's very backwards when parents encourage self-esteem growth before doing the tough things. We have to do the tough things to grow the self-esteem very, very often. And you can. You can. People were made to be able to do the tough things. Sometimes we have to know that we may feel delicate. It doesn't mean that we are delicate. Don't believe you have to have all the things figured out. It's very common in American culture for families to pressure a young person to have a career figured out by 17, 18, 19, 20, 22. And it's very seductive to look at people who have that and think, well, of course, that's the right way to be. That's not right for everybody. And more often than not, the people who don't learn who they are before picking a path, they change their path when they're about my age. It's not like it used to be. So if you're taking career advice from people who are decades and decades and decades older than you are, they may have some different beliefs about getting a good job and staying there forever till you get a pension. That, in large part, isn't as available or accessible to a younger generation. Get to know yourself and know that that's valuable. If you come from a dysfunctional family and you are in a lot of anxious struggle or depressive struggle, Please know that it's okay to wait to have children until you make your own money, until you feel financially secure, emotionally secure, so that you have enough, not just money and resources, but support, and that you've had some experience to get to know who you are, so that you know you before you know yourself as mom or you know yourself as dad. I hear many people say that they had a child and that's what made them grow up. Bringing a child into the world that has the job of growing you up. How does that sound to you? Did you have that job as a baby? Do you want to give that job to a newborn? And if parenthood doesn't resonate with you, 
Don't let the worshiping of family in America brainwash you into having a kid to fit in or to please others. That is a huge commitment and a huge lifestyle change. And it's one of the things that is most pressured in our society is to get married and have children. Get to know yourself so you can make these decisions instead of giving your power away to other people to make the decisions for you. Have a ton of fun and experience and be reasonably safe. Don't be a bonehead. Yes, that's how I'm saying it. Don't be a bonehead about drugs, alcohol, and people. And if you're really highly sensitive and you're listening, I challenge you that you do know. And I'm just going to say it like this. Do the right amounts and don't do the wrong amounts of all the things. Don't bullshit yourself that you don't know the difference. Even if you see everyone around you making bonehead decisions about drugs and alcohol and sex and money. If you're listening to this right now, no matter how you feel, you're probably a secret leader. You're a seeker. Allow yourself to lead. And remember, leaders, we have haters. I have haters. That's part of how I know I'm living and speaking and breathing and being my truth. Trust your intuition. Don't cut yourself off from it. If you've listened to the show, you can probably hear how I coach a lot of adults on how to reconnect with their intuition. You're at a stage in life where you can tap into that and stay connected always. Stay clear on meeting the goals of what kind of adult you want to be. And remember, every single thing is figure outable. Thank you for being here. I love my wise, old soul, adolescents and young adults. Don't let it confuse you when you kind of feel 30, but you're really 17. It's how most of us felt at that age. And it's really, really cool to get older and grow up and come into that age. I want to thank some more Patreon producers of the show. If you would like to participate in our next Q&A, like I mentioned in the episode, please come find us at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. We are growing and growing and growing. It's really exciting. And I want to thank Amanda Walden. Thank you for bravely wanting me to share your last name. Thank you for your support, your encouragement. Al, I'm glad you're there. Deja Osborne, yes, Deja's been on the show. I believe she has a new, powerful, beautiful deck of cards out. Go check out her work, Deja Osborne. Ashley and Edna, thank you for supporting the show with your questions, your comments, and your dollars. It really helps us get this show out. I am an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets Mindful. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.